Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 4th of March 2018. Now see, there's still parts of Europe and of course Canada as well and the States getting hammered occasionally with these winter storms because of global warming. And that's what I'm, I'm really looking at this week too, is the madness of it all. We all know it's madness. Those that think know it's madness. Those who don't watch TV every day have a chance of thinking for themselves. TV's there to program you step by step to accept things without even knowing that you're guided to conclusions. Very easy to do. You shape culture by it. Very quickly too. Spielberg said the same thing. It was the best weapon they'd ever had. Who's they, eh? But they'd ever had. It's the greatest weapon was television and movies. Because it shapes culture. Step by step by step. And if you get your daily dose of television, when you think it's entertainment and so on, you're getting little bits psychologically perfect in the way that they're implemented into the, into the storylines to, to upgrade from the days before, the week before, and you'll come to conclusions that you're expected to come to, to completely shape everything. Remember that the Frankfurt School and other, other organizations who were communist talked about the destruction of everything that was. Everything. Everything that was normalcy of every kind in the Western civilization would have to be utterly destroyed to bring in all the new. And you are seeing it happening today, of course. You're also seeing as well that various groups, radical, radical groups, are heavily promoted to be out in front to change and alter society on behalf of those behind it all. And there's no, there's no lack of willing fools, as I say, because we're quite happy to take the brunt of everything in their own lifetimes. And often live a, a rather miserable existences too, if they're radicals at all. That, that's the truth of it. Besmanov said the same thing too, when he talked about the cultural war, because most of the Soviet system was based on cultural war. And it wasn't the James Bond stuff at all. Real espionage. Real espionage, true espionage, was done by destruction of the culture and reprogramming the culture to behave in different ways. And that's why you got the sexual revolution. And that's why the communists within the States, the US, well documented too, there's no secret about it. And don't think the communists were the little guys at the bottom wearing dungarees. The big communists were at the very, very top. They did use it, the, the dungarees in the early days with the folk songs in the US with the weavers and so on, all out of university and then <laughs> dressed up in dungarees to pretend they're working class. But the thing is, the whole thing was managed, of course, the whole culture industry, and it still is managed. They haven't finished yet either. For those who live through your lifetime, which is really, really pretty short, if you hit 50 or 60 years, you'll look back and see what on earth happened because even the updates that you had when you were young, you're, you're way beyond that now, you see. And there's people growing up now who are maybe 20 and 30. They've got another 30 years to go to before they start looking back and see what on earth happened. Because you're all, it isn't change for the sake of change. It's planned change. And they have no idea it's actually planned. Each generation thinks that when they're in their, their late teens, their early 20s, that they're the ones pushing all the changes. They really think that. It never dawns on them that everything that, that, that's given to them in the cultural areas, even movies and thoughts and ideas, or songs and music, everything's directed in art. 
to make them think it's their own. They were talking about my generation, as I said, a long time ago. And that was the biggest con of all, wasn't it? The, the, the people in the, in, the, in the street, the working people, they weren't the people who were actually dreaming it all up. But they'd hum the songs along and copy them and, and so on. And that's how it was done. It's, it's, very, it's a whole system. And again, Gramsci, the, the, the old communist in the 1800s, he talked about it. Rather than hit them head on with armies and so on, simply take over step by step their culture until it's all normal. Everything you've planned is normal. Everything they opposed would be re- reversed and it'd be normal. It's a fantastic thing to study. It truly is. Most folk never figured out. They do go through their lives thinking they've made all the right choices and they're good people because you're told by many little nudges and ideas and, and if you listen to CBC Canada or BBC Britain or you get the same thing in Australia, they'll have their national government-funded programming, you'll t- it's easy to pick up on a daily basis what, what a good person is and what they don't like is a, is a bad person. Even a new bad person. You may have been a good person a, a year ago, now you're a bad person because you've got an opinion on this contrary to what's getting pushed today. It's a fantastic thing to watch, and most folk never figure it out. Or folk get caught up in the arguments of this side or that side which is comical too when you really stand back and look at it. Because often, the, the both sides, eventually, over a period of a few years, are arguing completely different viewpoints than they had a few years ago themselves. That's how fast it's all been changed today. It's quite comical. Now, before I get into all that kind of stuff, I'd like to remind you too that you can buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, which I put out. And you really will. Find yourself, if you're new at all to what I'm talking about, getting a crash course in a, a reality, a different kind of reality, because I help you to connect parts in your own mind, your own brain, you might say, where information is stored all in different places, and they call it a gestalt type theory, where things come together from, from outside or even within your brain from different parts, but they come together and you suddenly understand something, the kind of, the kind of, Wow moment, that kind of moment, you see. And it really does happen. It really does happen. You're surprised how much knowledge you have. Bits and pieces, bits and bites, as the programmers say, all scattered inside your mind. And it does come together when you, you learn to use your mind. Maybe sometimes for the first time. You think you're using it, but you're not really. Until it's your own thoughts. Not your programming. Your own thoughts. When someone's trying to get you into any particular area of thinking or way of thinking, stop it. Just stop it. And, and stand outside yourself and look at, your, look at yourself. Or look at two other people arguing the points that they're being given to argue. It's quite a lesson in the way they've been programmed. To be objective, to watch it happening. Knowing that they're, they're lost. They're lost and the argument has been downloaded into them. And they won't budge either side. It's really quite something to watch. So when you buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughmatrix.com, you can also donate because I don't generally push for money at all. Not that I don't need it, I certainly do, but the thing is I don't push for it. And I don't sell anything else. I'm not selling you all kind of cure-alls for this and cures for that and the differences of, of my herbs versus your herbs or, or whatever it happens to be. And the difference is most folks' stuff is, is their marketing. 
the, the put more money they put into marketing, the more letters that they have behind the, the, the thing they're selling. And so if it's XYZ dash 56, you know, super whatever, then the difference is generally about 80 or 90 bucks. That's how it ends up being from the plain stuff, which is the same stuff. And that's a, that is a system we live in too, is the, the incredible amount of marketing that's thrown at us to, to con us basically, isn't it? That's what it is. So again, buy the books and discs, com, and you can send a few bucks this way because it helps me take along. I've got expenses too, naturally. Another thing too is, I, mean, I keep forgetting to say this, but sometimes, once in a blue moon, someone will send me something from the States as a gift. And here's the problem with gifts from the States. And normal folk, decent normal folk, would never think of it. The people who are very cunning and, and scam artists will catch on right away before, before they even really find out from the authorities. But if you sent something sent from the U.S. to Canada, always send it by U.S. post. And don't even register, make it register or expensive or express post. Just normal post. It's far cheaper. It'll get here actually faster than the stuff that you put through in express. Because anything you spend, you spend extra money on, the customs guys are going to, to open it thinking it must be more valuable than you're telling them, and so, and so on. Or whatever it happens to be. Remember, too, that everything in this system is a business, including customs. And customs, like, like even police forces, must get as many things on, on, their, on the sheets as possible for their income, to justify their income. And that's how, how this whole world is. Don't forget all your propaganda movies and series on television with hospitals being saints walking on air to help you, and, and they can't sleep at night because they worry about their patients. Forget all that nonsense. The, the only thing they worry about is their bucks, big, big dollars. Unfortunately, that's the truth. And with the cops and so on, forget that they're that, that running out. Oh, again, same thing. They can't sleep night or day trying to find this one bad person, you see. And they'll spend millions of dollars finding this one bad person just to make social rights correct again, you see. And nothing again is further from the truth. It's all propaganda. That's what Jack Zillow said. That's the way it really is. So when it comes to your own governments, all countries are the same. The more bureaucrats you employ, the more things they must get on the books to justify their existence and their, and their pay raises every year, which are vastly different from yours at the bottom, you guys who pay all. And they call themselves public servants. Everything's speak, isn't it? The plunderers just put on sheepskins and say, we're your servants. And they live awfully, awfully well. In fact, they can't even imagine how you live. I had a federal bureaucrat, a top one in Canada, tell me that she actually, the words were actually, I don't know how you people live. Honestly. So there you go. But anyway, so if you're sending anything as a gift from the States, just use normal U.S. post. And here's the big thing too. Don't send it, whatever you do, by FedEx or UPS. Because they both use these subcontractors on behalf of the government or something for checking stuff for duty. And so again, they have to justify their paychecks by creating more fines, you might say, off whatever you're getting sent. And it doesn't matter if it's an old, an old worn-out whatever, they'll put down as a new price, you see. And then it comes across the border. They'll deliver it. FedEx will deliver it eventually. Although the last thing I had, I didn't, it wouldn't come to my door even. I had to go up and meet them halfway. 
my vehicle. And it was an electronic little external drive, hard drive, for backups and so on. Here's what they did. So I went up to meet them, because I went come down my street, and got the thing, and that's it. Well, two weeks later, you get sent a bill. I didn't, this was a present. I didn't know it was coming. It's not something I ordered as a private company. So they charged me about 50 odd bucks for it. And taxes. And for an inspection fee. Inspection fee. Can you believe it? So much for free trade across the board. It's only for big corporations, of course, not for us. We don't count. We really don't. We're just peasants. And we're ruled by gangs with fancy titles. That's what it is, folks. And it doesn't matter if you overthrow them and make, make all the guys wear dresses or vice versa to make it all PC or whatever. It's still the same kind of gangs that are going to make sure they're living awfully well as opposed to the peasants down below. That never changes. So anyway, if you're going to send anything at all, just send it by, by US post. It gets here. And as I say, the stuff, just normal rates, gets here actually at the same time faster than, than if, you, if you put express. If it's express, they'll hold it up to check it. No kidding. And here's the other thing too. They have their fancy way of, of working out what something's worth. Hmm? But it's up to you. It's awfully important to put on it when you send it, before you send it, on the, on the outside of the, of the item, on the box or whatever, or whatever you're filling in. It's a gift. Makes all the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. And then you put down the value of it. No, it doesn't matter. See, see you, what, is, what is a car worth? Really? They say if you drive it off the lot, a car, brand new, then it'll drop about one, oh, sometimes an eighth or more of its price as soon as it hits, hits the, the road. That's how much it drops. It's actually more than that. And same with any other item. If you buy something, once you're out the store with it and you take it home, it's now second-hand. It's second-hand, folks. See, the first-hand that buys it is really the retailers, the ones at the top. And then, but the consumer, it's really really the first-hand that buys it. Second-hand is who they give it to or sell it to or whatever. But as soon as you get it home, that's now second-hand. That's it. Same as a new car, you couldn't take back to the dealers in a week or so, or a day, and say, I, I want to, to get the same money back that I paid for it. it wasn't gonna, it's not going to happen. In other words, an, a, a price is an idea. That's all it is. It's an idea. And if you get something and you send it, it's up to you as to figure out what it's worth. And you put down the, the least amount of money at all. You're giving something away, for goodness sake. It's, it's a gift. Therefore, you put down as little as possible. That's quite legal. Quite legal. And, and that's how it should darn well be, you know. And it's so true, isn't it? Everybody who gets a little uniform and, and a fancy title, and they're into the untouchables, it's anything that's government is untouchable, then they make sure that they're going to make sure that they get lots and lots of confiscations or, or tax fees to justify their jobs. Of course they do. And many countries now, even in Europe, the police must get so many, in, in, in the West too, they get so many tickets given out to be sure. And because then they say, well, we're invaluable, see? And, and local governments and even, even your state or federal government, they, they get money from all, the, all these fines and fees and tickets given out. 
I can remember when Toronto police at one time were going on a, a go slow, almost a strike, years ago. And the mayor of the city, well, he was in a panic. He says, we're losing, and it was something incredible, $20,000 or $30,000 a week or something, and fines and, and, and tickets. See, government <laughs> and police, it's all to do with profit. Profit. It's a, it's a business. It's an incredible business. The whole law court system, massive business. Massive business. Even the rehabilitation and so on, and, and, and social workers and, and psychologists, and massive business on top of it all, all living like kings on, on, on nonsense, actually. That's my opinion of it. Absolute nonsense. And that's the real system that we're living in. And we're supposed to go along with it and pretend it's all legitimate and real and functional. And again, a lot of work goes in to keeping you believing that the system is wonderful. Bertrand Russell said, a guy who, want, who actually helped to plan a lot of the things you're going through right now. Right now. He's dead, long dead. But he helped plan a good part of the 20th century into the, into the present time with the cultural changes that would be pushed. And he talked about the elite, the super elite. He said eventually, he says, that they'll, they'll form almost separate species, the way that they live, and what they know as opposed to what they make sure the peasants are taught to, to believe. It's all here. But you see, most folk live on the pleasure principle, so they never figure anything out. For themselves, they're too busy following the pleasures that are laid out for them, especially today. It's like the, it's like the fall of Rome, isn't it? Looking around you. And getting back to what I'm saying, so, so if you send a gift, which is fine, just put on a gift, whatever it happens to be, and put the value, if it's under a certain thing like 20 bucks, it'll come through no problem at all. That's it. That's what, that's what you have to do. That's all you have to do. I've seen people put things in, in, in the trash for, for nothing. For goodness sake. We live in an incredible system. Incredible system. So, you, yeah, just use normal post. It's far, far superior. Don't expedite it. It doesn't get here any faster. And I have to admit, too, with the post, the things just don't get lost. It's awfully efficient. And it's a shame, too. It's about the last things that really do work, isn't it? The U.S. Post and Canada Post. They're pretty good. And yet there's big powers above them trying to privatize it, all that, too to make it more lucrative for the big boys themselves. And gals, let's be equal here about these things. Greed has no problems with gender. As I say, always remember this. If you're sending anything at all, and people do send me things, a disc or whatever it happens to be, just, uh, just put on the lowest possible and put down as gift. Awfully important. That's the big catching point when they demand money from me. I say, well, it doesn't say gift anywhere here. In other words, they're trying to accuse you of ordering the darn thing. Eh? Uh, there's nothing low enough for them. There's nothing low enough for them, is it? It really isn't. It really isn't. But there you go. But they say so much for free trade. <laughs> yeah. Corporations can move the whole trains across back and forth and, and, and tractor trailers full of stuff all day, every day, blah, blah. But uh, free trade for them, yeah. Corporations. Quite something. But Canada does need more and more, more taxes, mind you, too, because we've got so many programs we, across the planet for other people. The public themselves are never asked, do you mind if we take more and more money off you to give a... We don't even get it up. They don't even put it down and see where it all went. 
If you lived in any kind of free society, an open society, yes, you would get that. Well, when they don't do it, it's because they daren't show you where it's all gone. <laughs> they daren't show you. <laughs> no way. So much for your free society and your democracy. Hmm. Years and years ago, I mentioned too, when 9-11 happened, actually, the night of 9-11, and I said, from now on, the hardest thing will be to hang on to your sanity. Because I knew the whole agenda that was ready to get launched. It wasn't just a war across the entire, a good part of the Middle East and elsewhere in Asia, which it definitely was, because they'd published the countries they wanted to take out. Two countries actually published it, one over there and one in the States. Same list of countries to be taken out. And of course, as I've said before, that was in the PNAC group's own website at the time. Project for a New American Century, it was called. And these were the guys who eventually got in with George Bush Jr. And they're called neocons to push for all the wars. Tony Blair was one in, the one in Britain as well. And I've put up links last week to show you who his financial backers were as well, who got him into office. And that's why he was a one-man band for the, the war too, that everybody else in Britain was scratching their heads at. Yeah, evil people really exist. And they are psychopaths. And believe you me, there's no difference than, than all the tyrants in history. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned. And in fact, I, I, I would say they were less tyrannical because they were more open as to who they were in history as, than Tony Blair. He was a lion, deceitful character who had the death of, of thousands and thousands of people on his hands. And he, and he doesn't care about it. And he profited from it too because out of it, eventually he gets, he gets J.P. Morgan to back him and he's put into the quartet, as he called it, with big, big financial backing from governments to invest again in the Middle East and so on. It's incredible. It, it, it's really incredible <laughs> because they wear in suits and ties. People don't catch on. They really don't. They don't see them stomping about in a uniform, making big speeches, looking down a balcony and down their noses at people. No. They see smiling faces of the psychopath. And if you met Tony Blair or Bill Clinton or any of these characters, or Obama... Or, or Trump, you'd like them, you'd like them, there'd be something about them, you'd like them. But uh, psychopaths generally can charm you, awfully charming. And these are the people who sit and, and give the go-aheads for, for wars and things and folk getting slaughtered. And for other countries to, to benefit from them. Well, you pay for all, and lives and money and everything else. It's pretty disgusting. I find it terribly disgusting. Terribly, terribly disgusting. I really do. Because deception runs everything. Everything. I remember one of the communists, in fact, who did write books in the 60s and 70s inside the US. And don't, don't think, too, that they, everything they spoke was nonsense. They had to say a lot of truth as well, at times, to get the followers behind them. I can remember one of them saying that, with a nudge-nudge type of wink-wink, knowing of, of what was going on, would still give their allegiance to certain things in certain parties, even though they, know, they, they knew it was wrong, what was going on. In other words, we have, to, we have to participate in our own deception. And part of you is aware of it. And that is incredibly true in every generation. You must participate in your own downfall to an extent too. It's the same with the communists, too. They used to say that we're talking about capitalism in the West and corporations. They're, they're a bit dumb, really, because the, same, the top capitalists were running communism. 
But people at the bottom didn't really, you know, they, they get fanatical and don't really believe it until, until they're ready to die or something. But the thing is, you find that they would say that they'll sell us the rope with which we'll hang them. That's what they said of the capitalist countries. Meanwhile, the top capitalists in the, the West were financing the Soviet system for years, years and years. Armand Hammer used to have a, an apartment. He had an apartment set up next to, I think it was Lenin or Stalin, for years, and back and forth between the Soviet Union and America. And other ones, too, had the same kind of thing going on, too. But the top capitalists, don't forget the top banks financed Bolshevism, the top banks inside mainly the U.S., but getting back to participation in our own destruction. I'm sure at the end of every civilization, whereas Greece or Rome or others, in fact, it was the same thing when Plato talked about, I think it was Solon, which was his, his great uncle or something, who was supposed to have gone to Egypt. And, and the aristocracy of Greece did go to, to Egypt for their education for a long, long time, centuries. And they had about three different stops. And I've mentioned before my early talks, and other folks have grabbed and put in books since. <laughs> but uh, they'd also have a, a place in India they went to, and one uh, in the Levant area. In each place they went to, to be taught for two or three years at each place, they basically had a kind of initiation into higher, like a higher category, like today we call them degrees. And these were also very secretive societies they got into. Education in all ages was really closely guarded by the ruling aristocracies. And that's why you had the peasants, the unwashed masses, and you had the educated ones too. And today we have a, a, an in-between in our systems. We have three tiers of things. We have, we, have, we have everything you're taught at university, which is really a lower level thing. There's a, there's a middle, higher level from that, a middle level in all areas and sciences, including medicine. Then it's even a higher level above that. And so and everything that they know and do at that level, you'll never see down below. But they always had these kind of degreed systems. And Solon, Solon the uncle, said that when he was, was talking to the priests in Egypt, they, they said to him in their, in their rather haughty way, they said, you Greeks don't even know how old your people are. Whereas the Egyptians had been around for so long, they had histories of many, many peoples, you see. And they said that many civilizations had risen and fallen, many of them. And even described the ways that they fell, which are true to, to today as well. They described the decadence as they got towards the end of their, their power and how everything became, I mean, it was, it was always, it's amazing how sex, the sexual activity, and freedom to do whatever you want sexually always goes hand in hand with the end, the end of your civilization as you start collapsing inwards and downwards. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? Because, again, restraint was what gave you time and abilities and, and, and the intellect that comes from it too, away from sex, to do other things that are awfully important, like, like, like stay alive, be sustainable, and even rise up into whatever it happens to be your pinnacle. But once you get that, that end stage, it's almost the same thing. Debauchery of all kinds seem to creep into it. Then society starts to collapse, and not enough children are born by the brighter ones, as they say. That's what they always said. In fact, in Rome, they tried to make it a law that they had to have children at the end because they weren't having children. The women were going with the women, the guys were the guys, and all the rest of it. 
the children were getting born. And so the civilization collapses at the same time that they have masses of debt they can't pay off. Rome had it too. Same debt to people who lent them money. Money lenders to the state. And to the individual as well. And they've been living off the taxations. It's always the same story. Taxations to pay off the debt. And the taxes were for, that's why they kept increasing their empire, to get taxes off people. Does that sound familiar? To today, perhaps, huh? Hmm? And don't forget, it's not like I'm the only person that knows. Of course I'm not. And I'll tell you, the people who really know it all are the folk who are doing the same things today in the culture industry at the very, very, very top. And also in the banking industries as well. They know where it's all going. And they know that they have more wars and plunder and so on for a while as they tax goods and resources and, and so on off of people and income. to pay. But eventually, and they've had meetings about this at the very, very top and when I say the very, very, it's way above parliament and governments that we know of. Way above that. And about what they're going to do. They don't sit and wait for it happening. Power doesn't let things just happen, especially today. Today, they, they literally look ahead at least 100 years at a time. At least sometimes 500. Where they want to be 100 years at a time, 200, 300, and 400, 500. And, and how they're going to change society along the way. Right down to depopulation. And that's no joke. I've read you the articles from the Department of Defense's own think tanks for, for Britain and NATO. And they give you the years where it'll start to fall, 2050. Drastic decrease in population, blah, 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 blah. They don't tell you why, but they keep telling you it's going to happen. And things like that. Huh? And you think that's got, what, crystal ball or something? No, these guys are dealing with statistics and agendas and so on. On behalf of you, no. No, no, no. Not on behalf of you. On behalf of, the, of those who own your countries and own you. <laughs> and you are owned. You, of course, you're owned. If you were not owned, you wouldn't be taxed. Up into the 20th century especially in the States, they knew a good part of their history and they knew their philosophies too. It was taught. And taxation of people's work, for instance, in other words, that the earnings from their work was, was put down as definitely a form of slavery because it was just disgusting in a sense. They used to word, use the words like disgusting. Today they don't bother. They just say is it legal or illegal. And, but the thing is, it could be illegal or legal and still disgusting. And they would take the money off the people. that you. Would. So it was obviously, obviously taxing your labor. If someone's taxing your labor, then that's slavery. And you'd have no say in the matter. And you have no say in the matter, do you? Of course, there's other ones that will come out and say, well, yeah, there's ways to get around that and blah, blah, blah. And it's true, commercial taxes and all the rest of it, and, and, and you also get maritime laws and blah, 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 blah. All true. But, but big boys in the government, they, they don't sit back and let things happen. Uh, they make examples of people every so often, big time too. And it's true enough, you, you can get away. You, you, you could, if you, <laughs> you, you, can, you can run all over the world, try to get away from it, they're after you for not paying taxes, and they'll get you. They'll get you. Because if you get away with it, the word gets out, or oh, so-and-so go away with that. And they might just try to emulate it. So therefore they can't allow that. You've got to st- and if it costs them millions of bucks to get 500 bucks back, they'll do it. 
Because it's the point that matters. It's the point. Because they're cash as far as you're concerned, and you're a peon in their system. And that's really how it is, isn't it? Isn't it? And yeah, I know the whole thing about your capital, you know, the letters and your name. And, oh yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. All these block letters and blah, blah, blah. Legalities and yada, yada, yada. And how you get around it and how to... How to go into court and say, well, or into, into any uh, um, place of law and say, you know, I'm, I'm throwing all this in. And you put it out in written form and you say, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer participating in this fraud, etc. And yes, you can do it if you've got enough of your life left to, to battle it all and you can put up with the nonsense. But the fact is, we're slaves. Of course we're slaves. This idea of taxi, the U.S., their main thing was, apart from the fact, a big gang in the States, because it's always the same. A big gang wanted to take over and be the new elite in their own in this country, in, in the U.S. Simple. It was very simple. And they always use the same, it's, it's just like they did in France too, you know. They always use great terminology about freedom for the people and so on, and they end up forming it their own elites. And then intermarrying, and often they were intermarrying before it became the, the, the new elite, you might say. It's always the same, it goes on. Look at how many people across Europe fought for freedoms in, in little peasant countries. It's generally the peasants who do all the fighting, killing and dying. And they still get handed the bill, of course, for, for all afterwards. But anyway, the elite end up marrying their opponents' families. And the whole countries were passed off as dowries not long ago. Uh, after uh, all the peasants were, get, were getting drummed off to go off and fight, uh, eventually they, they get married and it's all forgotten. I've of, often said, never fight, never fight for somebody's cause. Never do it. Never do it. Never ever do it. Because you, you'll probably get killed in the fighting. And those you're trying to, to help or whatever will end up ruling over somebody else down the road with impunity. Or else, as I say, they'll, they'll marry their, their opponent and... And that's it. it was all for nothing. That's how things work out, isn't it? But power never changes. I was reading some stories, and I'll mention them tonight, about South Africa, for instance. And people read the stories, and, and immediately they'll jump on the side of this or the side of that. That's where the big boys are always gar- they're, they're guaranteed for it to happen. They know it's going to happen, and they count on it happening. Well, that's quite right that they're going to that they're going to, you know, kick all the farmers out of South Africa and take off the land off them and so on. And they go into their, their arguments. I don't, I don't, you know, I've heard them all before, all sides. But at the same, the same time too, South Africa's got its, its hands out to the IMF and the World Bank and everybody else from the West for, for money and aid and so on. And believe you me, if you, if you, if you want to get rid of the last folk who are, who are feeding the country, you're going to be in trouble. And the ones who are getting all, everybody riled up, is always a gang. It's always a gang of the next wannabe elite. I don't, it's the same in every country, every country. So don't fall for us. Whenever you hear us and we, walk away. It would be far better if the person says, I want power. <laughs> I, not, not we, us. You know. I. Be more honest that way. But don't fall for the I. And, 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 uh, South, you know, South Africa... And Rhodesia was the same, and other countries in Africa. Went through the same kind of thing years ago, and ended up suffering massively. And they've had it inc- borrowed incredibly from the big World Bank and other banks and so on. And the corruption in Africa is rampant, rampant, because there are so many wannabes, wannabes, 
and they want to be leaders, and they want to be powerful leaders. I'm telling you, in, in, in Africa, there's no problem in Africa with sterility that they've got in the West. The guys over there, they're big boys that want to be powerful leaders. And they'll kill each other. And that's, that's the history of Africa. They'll kill each other to get there. They will. Without problems. There's not as finesse. It's the same finesse of, of, of quiet strangulation that we have in the West. <laughs> that's what they do with their opponents here. Over there, it's more direct. But believe you me, whenever you hear people wanting to, we, us, and all the rest of it, you better start, start thinking and asking questions. Because the people generally end up with nothing except the bills. In every country, same thing. We get used and thrown away like toilet paper once you've done all the battling and the fighting and so on. And that's really what happens. And when you let emotions rule everything, you'll never, you'll never get ahead anywhere. Won't happen. It won't happen. It's emotions that are used against everybody. Because it's too easy to get folk riled up in every country for the same things, using the same, the, the same rhetoric. It's just too easy, isn't it? And the big boys above you all who promote what's to happen are aware of this. I've, I've said it so many times before. Even in the ancient times, days of Plato and Aristotle and Socrates, all the others, ones, big boys that back them, they're quite awfully good at describing humanity as they saw it at the time. And they also knew the rhetoric that was used. They were awfully good orators. It was, it was like a profession to be a good orator. Even, even the Romans imported them in from Greece, the perfect orators, to, to speak to the people. Because it could sway all crowds to, to, to go along with something that the big boys wanted them to go along with. It hasn't changed to today's. Today is much more simple. It's more crude today in a sense. We have lost the finesse of, of good oratory and intellect for that matter. But it's always used against us. Always, always, always. And they get people whipped up and ready to kill each other rather than sit back and say, who's using us all? Who is using? Who will benefit Remember what they said in ancient times too, that nothing that changes society, nothing, 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 remember this, will succeed for any length of time without being crushed unless it's authorized and even created from the top, downwards. So the greatest lie they always gave you, oh, it's grassroots. It's from the, no, no, it might appear to be from the, no, no, somebody's funded this, thought about it, but as they have really funded and organized it from much, much higher on high, it's all author. Anything that's going to upset the apple cart from the big planners at the top would, would be crushed like an ant under your boot before it got off the ground. Really, that's how it really is. Anyway, I've prattled on too long here. But I'm just trying to say to you, Start policing your own brain, not with your PC stuff, but 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 when you feel your emotions rising about something, say who's who's tweaking my emotions here? Who's doing it? Or why do you suddenly jump on the side of this as opposed to the side of that? Who made you do that? Why are you doing it? And do you need to even do it at all? Stand back, stand back. And if you stand back and and don't get sucked in to the whirlpool you'll be able to understand things far. And you'll, you'll, you'll be shocked, actually, if you could manage to stand back. You'll be shocked to people you know and watch how they react and how they behave in these situations and how they're all getting used 
by experts. Isn't it amazing? The more debauchery and the more the destruction of society as it was to bring in the new, all the new, all the old has to be destroyed, including even having families and having children. Huh? What does that tell you? If you're not going to have children? <laughs> by the way, in Canada, we're so ahead. We're, we're avant-garde in Canada. We're the cutting edge here, and we're proud of it in Canada. Yeah. I mean, we brought in, we weren't the first to do it. We, we brought in euthanasia. For, for folk who are terminally It's far cheaper to give you a pill and kill you off Than treat you in the hospitals For a you know, length of time It's all financial you know, Financial costs isn't it They could do a lot more with that money than spend it on you The money they take from you You free people And now they're going to bring in They're discussing it now But giving children Terminal children is a claim Euthanasia as well There you go Back to Julian Huxley Julian Huxley Co-founder of Planned Parenthood along with Margaret Sanger, you know, who said that children were weeds. Mentioned enough weeds of her own, but, uh, but that doesn't matter. They're, so, they're such hypocrites, aren't they? But Julian Huxley said, said the same thing. We're going to knock humankind off its pedestal as a superior being on the planet before, in order to get their agendas through, to value life, and they can do with you as they wish to. Don't forget the socialists. Their biggest problem, they claim, was there was too many peasants. That's what H.G. Wells said. Too many peasants. And the peasants have been trained to believe they're there to help them. I think that's what socialism is. There are too many peasants. The first thing I do is take down the population. Bring it down. Bring it down. And then, then put it into categories. Do we really need your kind here? Oh, no, let's, let's get rid of your kind. Mm-hmm. Right down to doing studies on populations and ethnic groups, including the Celts too, by the way. And they'll, oh, I tell you, they've been after the Celts for an awful long time. Take them down, take them down, yeah. Why? Well, they've got an allergy to tyranny, that's why. They tend to notice it more. But anyway, Canada's ahead with its, you know, the cutting edge. They call it freedom, isn't it? Isn't it so Orwellian? The terminology is incredible right now. It's, it's the opposite of what, what it always it actually is. Yeah, freedom. Remember what Orwell says? Freedom is slavery. Slavery is freedom. Isn't that wonderful? Orwell also had, in 1984, he had, was it the Women's League, of course, they they were to have no sexual contact with the men and all that. And you had to tie it in with all this this stuff with with the Me Too movement until men now were the enemy. And then in university, it all comes out at the same time, same time, white privilege, especially white male, male privilege. You can see how everyone's been put into a camp separately, at least psychologically in their own heads, and, and categorized, huh? And that's what they had in 1984. You think they think it's all coincidence? Do you think that? Do you really think that? (laughs) I hope you don't. Well orchestrated. Universities, of course, are the training grounds for creating all the radicals that help to push all this stuff for the eventual destruction of your your countries and your peoples, including the ones that they used to, to fight each other too. Here's an article here about how where things are going. It's about Canada again. The Trudeau Liberals are getting serious about their plans to regulate companies like Facebook and appear to be in the early stages of an action plan. So it says here that Trudeau reportedly brought up the issue recently in a person to Facebook chief Sheryl Sandberg. Says the actual work would fault a minister of democratic institutions, Karina Gold. Anyway, it's about who's talking to who to do with this particular problem of policing speech, you see. And of course, the group who will be policing speech will be the ones that are stirring up the avant-garde 
to get it all through, which wouldn't upset everything that was to bring in the new. Of course it is. It's managed that way. It says, Minister Gould has repeatedly stated that while social media companies are taking initial steps to ensure that their platforms are not being used as tools for foreign disinformation campaigns, whatever that means, to undermine Canada's democratic institutions, if you had democratic institutions, you wouldn't be trying to police speech hmm? of any kind or shut folk up. But the far left, and even the Soviets did the same thing, brought a whole bunch of things you couldn't say as soon as they got in. It says here, there still remains a great deal of work to be done, wrote Nikki Kyer, spokesperson for Gold, in an email to The Sun. This is a challenge that is being faced by democracies around the world. We are studying other countries' approaches. This is what they always do. I've often said that if one country was beheading all their people, then we should copy the same thing. I mean, why study other countries to see how they deal with things? There's countries out there that are vastly different in so many different ways from your own. Why would you go and study other countries' approaches to see how they, how they censor speech? You see what I'm saying? And of course, that's all they ever do now. You're, you're getting paid great sums of money, these, these servants of the public, to make sure the country runs okay. And all they do is sit and look and see what everybody else is doing across the world and copying them. Huh? What? A robot can do that for a lot cheaper too. So they want to see what will be appropriate context for Canada like, and what it will be, like censoring Canadian speech and what would be unacceptable. So we're heading down that road. Now, I knew it would come. I said it years ago, back in the 90s, in fact, I says that even the Internet was going to be a short-lived thing for any kind of speech at all. And the big powers that be would certainly use it, certainly use it to get everybody on it. They had to get everybody on it to monitor everybody. And once they did it, it made it almost imperative that you use it, even for banking or whatever it happens to be. They make, that's how they're making it, see? Uh, then they start taking away all that your ability to use it and be free in it too. And that's exactly what's happening. I can't believe people always fall for it and really think they really are free. It's, it's astonishing, isn't it? You know, we, we can look at people thousands of years ago with the same shaped skulls and brain sizes that they'd have inside those skulls that we have today. And you, you find what they built too, thousands of years ago. Great work and, and the philosophies and, and the writings left behind. And we think, we, we somehow think we've evolved in some way at all. Huh? No, we haven't. Greed runs. The powerful run the world. Uh, the powerful are ruthless in many different ways too. Crooks get up there and they dominate by plundering and stealing and becoming legal. They just make things legal once they're in power, you see. It's, that's how royal families started off. One big gang that took over. Other gangs by slaughtering got up there and then they crowned themselves and say, you know, we, we are now the, the, the monarchs and kings and of, of free peoples. What a joke that is. That's how it really is. Come on, let's be honest here. And as Martha's communists, it's the same thing. It says, well, handing over the term fake news became all the rage following the 2016 US presidential election of Donald Trump. There are no major examples of any jurisdiction actually regulating against foreign disinformation campaigns for the liberals to learn from. Because on and on, but it's just giving you an idea that, yeah, your speech now has been regulated. And when it started to be this, oh, I'm offended, I'm offended. Only certain folk can be offended. The other folk that they're claiming has offended them, they're not allowed to be offended. So it's nothing to do with freedom or equality or anything else, as you know. It's shutting you up so that another group can simply take over. That's all it is. And in a free society, you have to accept the way people will throw all kinds of nasty things at you. 
not just words. But when it's just words, you can put up with that. That's how it has to be. If you, if, if you can't, if one side has to shut up, out of many sides, then you're on the way down. And, and ruthlessness doesn't stop just there. It becomes physical, as the Soviet Union taught us. Another article, too, has to do with Netanyahu, how Netanyahu will use Trump to save his hide. And this is from Political Magazine. It's quite an interesting article because the APEC meeting's coming up and Netanyahu's got a lot of problems at the moment, even personal ones with uh, accusations or charges or looming or whatever it happens to be. But again, the biggest crooks get to the top. Another one, too, is from the Jerusalem Post, and it says six things to watch for at the APEC policy conference where Israel, through Netanyahu, will be pretty well demanding, it would seem, including <laughs> Iran and finish on Syria, all the other problems of Syria, etc., etc. All the countries around that, in that area of the world, you might say. Also, APEC wants to address President Donald Trump's concerns with 2015 deal between the international community today and Iran. Well, the international community had nothing to say about Iran because they weren't part of the deal. And I love how they use these terms, eh? Like, suddenly there's a thing called the international community. What's that? What country is that? Did you vote for them? But anyway, deals were made with Iran, and the US made them. And, of course, I think Trump's trying to break them all. And uh, Israel definitely wants them broken. There's no, there's no conspiracy of silence there. They're quite vocal about it in this article, too. To do also with the, with the money that's to come in to the U.S. as well. They want There's a big, big, big stack of money they get every, every year from the U.S., but they want to cut any, any stipulations and make them uh, go along or change policies for the money. They want to keep, make their own policies and just get the money given to them, basically, without any stipulations on it at all. The $30 billion package is going to be here, it says. Senator Lindsey Graham, South Carolina, Republican and Senator Chris Coons of Delaware. Democrat this week came back from an Israel tour and agreed that the $38 billion package should only be a floor for U.S. assistance to Israel. In other words, you can give more. And APAC wants more sanctions on Iran, etc., etc., and they want to address Donald Trump's concerns with the 2015 deal that I mentioned before. They definitely want Iran dealt with by the U.S. And it's not a bad, bad article. They're quite open in Israel about these, these, these kind of things. Yeah, it's worth reading. And so I'll put these articles up. Another one, too, the U.S. will spend $500 million on Syrian Kurds this year. And it says, for what? Because the U.S. is now using the Kurds like, uh, as they were using ISIS, basically. <laughs> And they're in the north of, of Syria, where the oil fields are, and they won't let, let them go either, back to Syrians, <laughs> even though it is theirs. But again, you know, fact has nothing to do with greed, does it? Also, you have this <laughs> incredible article. It's just amazing how we're talking about gangs taking over and corruption and so on. Trump confident is Carl Icahn. He's one of his advisors. Top, oh, he's a big, big, big multi-billionaire. And he sold $31 million in stock in steel-dependent company days before Trump said he'll slap 25% tariff on foreign imports. It's good to be in the know, eh? <laughs> in this democracy or Republican democracy or whatever. It's good to be in the know, that. And of course, it's all coincidence. Yeah. And I'll put his wiki up, too. It's quite a fascinating read because it says he's a special advisor to the president on regulatory reform. <laughs> uh, what's the Tyson going to be on, Donald? Can you give me a bit uh, advanced, uh, you know, word about that? There you go. Hey. Some folk can get off with it, and others can't, eh? Like us peasants at the bottom. 
Another one too, Jared says, another blow to Jared, New York State banking regular asked lenders for details on the relationship with him and the Kushner real estate empire. And these guys were well-known gangsters. They were. I mean, they, they actually were, maybe were, are, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the, you, you can't deal with the big, big real estate companies uh, without being part of it. In New York City, it's just, you can't, you can't. That's the way it is. And there's great old articles, even from historians in the 1800s, talking about how bad it was then in New York and the, the corruption went on. It's quite, quite amazing to watch that. I'll read it, I should say. Then you have the articles, too, of the bizarreness of, of life. As we go into the final, final phases of ancient Greece, the, the fall of Greece and the, the fall of Rome, now it's the fall of the Western world, basically. A good part of the world, actually. I was looking at some, I think it was <laughs> it was Australia, I'd had it in the Daily Mail, in the Australian edition. They had their Mardi Gras, apparently. You should really look it up and look at it. This is all the people's, where they've, where they've sunk today. As we live in an age where most of the children who are getting aborted, as opposed to the ones, the few that are getting born alive, and people are celebrating, again, sex, 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 just like ancient Greece, ancient Rome. And all kinds of it too, the same things we have as today. It's right in your face today. And it may be even worse than it used to be in fact. Because the scale that we're doing on things, because there's more of a population across the world today, but the scale we do on today, uh, there's no thought, no thought really of society or the continuation of society with what's going on today. The ones at the top know this, they, they don't want society as you know it to continue. They want a vastly different society, much, much smaller eventually too. And again, they do it step by step by step, incrementally, like Gramsci said too. Awfully, awfully effective way of doing it. A bit faster than just the basic Fabian style. That's what they also created. The ones at the top, they gave you what people think were the top revolutionaries for British imperialism, were the same guys who also gave you the Fabian society for, for the, the leaders of the working classes. How is that, eh? <laughs> They run all sides. I've often told people, too, and I made big, big points of it on the radio for years. I gave you the history of even Patriot Radio, how it developed and who ran it behind the scenes, and who financed it for years all through the communist era because it was, a, it was used as a deterrent against uh, communist propaganda that was coming across from Russia. And the CIA owned and operated it, and they never let it go. And I kept warning folk, don't, don't follow people. They always give you your leaders. They always give you your leaders. And you have the signs and symptoms of the leaders when they're incredibly and well-financed. And when they start knocking other competition, even all kinds of it, out the window, but different kinds of tricks, you should start to see what you're dealing with. But folk don't really listen, do they? And I understand it too, because in the world of espionage, in the world of, of intelligence and counterintelligence, there are very old sciences at work. It's well understood how uh, the techniques are incredibly well understood. And they work awfully well, whether it's intelligence work or counterintelligence work. They work awfully, awfully well on the public, who are supposed to be the last ones to ever figure it out. But, so I said, never follow people, never follow. And, I mean, I t- <laughs> years ago, when Bush Jr., was shoved in there, and he was put in there, not by the people. People eventually, very quickly, found out who the neocons were and who, what their agenda was. 
in this, this bogus term they use of revolutionary democracy, where they'd force democracy across the world, supposedly, but only, only in selected areas that they'd pre-planned to go into. We've had nothing but war ever since. War, 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 right up to the present day. Starting with the first Gulf War, it never really stopped, it right, went into the second one. And the neocons knew, after 9-11, that, that, that all the agendas they had planned and published before they got in, of countries they wanted to take out. They knew they'd never get back in again once they did all this. So near the beginning, the intelligence agencies behind them, the psychological operators, were planning a return covertly under different guises that the public would take years to, to figure out. And that's what happened. That's what happened. They prepared the way and brought in the same, the same bunch again through, through another door. Awfully well done. You would admire it. And now people are starting to say, well, well, not that there was any choice. You, you, had, you had either Hillary or, or, or Donald Trump. Uh, the, the ones at the top served the same masters because they're all in bed for, but financially with, with them all. But uh, one group just simply was going to keep using proxy armies and, and, and Trump was going to, you know, and there were mercenary armies and, and Trump was going to use uh, American troops. And uh, that, that was the only difference between, between them getting selected, really. But with Trump came, of course, the neocons again. To me, it's not, what gang do you want to be in? Because eh? they really don't care about you. <laughs> None of them do. It's amazing to watch it, to watch this continuation of agendas. I can remember when Obama got in, and he was going to be the different guy. He was going to be awfully, awfully different. And eventually, Rumsfeld, congratulating in the newspapers, Obama for continuing the same wars in the same countries in the Middle East and Asia, that the neocons have started. It was a continuation of the thing. And folks think they're all different groups. Then you see the massive sums of money that Obama gave away at the end. To whom? <laughs> and folk can't figure this out. Eh? So you have to really stand back, as I say. Don't get involved emotionally. And you'll get a good chuckle out of things. You really will have a good laugh at it. I don't, I don't have TV or watch TV. I haven't for years and years and years. My entertainment is, is, is reading the media and what they're given to the public to believe. It's quite amazing. And I, I can't even go into some of the things that are so amazing tonight. I don't have time. But uh, I hope I haven't prattled on too long tonight and bored you. But anyway, I'd just like to give my thoughts out there for people hoping, hoping that some people, and I said that one some of my first shows, I said, I, I don't come for a cheerleader for the masses. I, I said, it's for the occasional person here and there that simply wants to understand really deeply the truth. And by knowing the truth too, they can shape themselves. You really can, you really can you'll shape yourself, your whole vision of life, your, your vision of your future for yourself too. Instead of, of simply reacting and being pushed into, into crowds for social acceptance. What do you feel about that? Aren't you angry about that? You know, blah, blah. Join us, blah, blah. I'll keep away from all. Keep away from all of them. Keep away from all of them. Because they're all being used. And the big, bigger ones at the top, you'll notice uh, the, the, the really, really wealthy folk. Look into papers these days, the folk die. They're all dying in their 90s and their 100s. Some 102 or 3. These are the folk at the very top who'd, who, are, who give you all the things to fight about. And they use you all. But they themselves don't get angry about any of, that, any of that stuff at all. And they live awfully well, awfully healthily, to a good old age. Really good. You won't, when you're getting all angry, you won't. You'll, you'll, you'll have all kinds of problems. 
Hell, you might even kill each other. I hope not. But that's been the history of humankind. Those who know to, who, how to manipulate and use people, the psychopaths, the good ones, the intelligent psychopaths, not, not the, there's all kinds, there's all kinds of intellects too in, within the psychopathic communities. There, there's the low level ones and there's the high level ones. And they live awfully well, awfully, awfully well. And they breed amongst themselves and they breed within their own money groups. So they keep money within themselves and they also produce more psychopaths. And that's what Bertrand Russell meant when he said, Lord Bertrand Russell, remember, he said, he said eventually the, the elite will form a, 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 almost a separate species. And that's how they because they know a whole different reality and why the things are happening and what's planned than you do. You only see at the bottom what they want you to see. That's the true history of it. But anyway, I hope you're all hanging in there, literally hanging in well, or at least hanging on at least, and... And you're able to, to learn, and hopefully, hopefully there's enough young people who can catch on to the, to the cons that are out there and the lies that are out there and all the movements that are put out them to fall into or fall out of or be run over by and, and try and steer, keep well away from them all. Think for yourself. It's the most important thing you can do is think for yourself. If you don't think for yourself, somebody else is doing your thinking for you. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>